welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall. We are happy to be joined by a new company uh, that we are first the first time highlighting here on the show, and that is Clarity Gold Corp. Clarity Gold trades on the CSE with the symbol CLAR, and also on the OTC market in the U.S. with CG. Excuse me, CLGCF. Have to be joined by President and CEO Mr. James Rogers. James, welcome to Mining Stock Daily. Thanks, Trevor. Happy to be here. Happy to finally get on the show. Long time <laughs> listener. I <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate that. Uh, hey, let's uh, really, this, since this is the first time we've had you or Clarity Gold on the show, uh, really, let's just give the listeners um, a little bit of an introduction to the company. You started out, uh, uh, you, you started out with a, a project out of BC. Uh, you've recently acquired a new project. Uh, as of yesterday, the news was announced in the Abitibi. Uh, talk, talk to us about the kind of foundations of Clarity Gold, uh, why you feel Clarity Gold is different from other exploration companies in the market and how you uh, kind of what your strategy is for growth here for sure so yeah clarity gold uh, was incorporated end of well about a year ago actually uh end of 2019 uh we pursued a public listing on cse uh went public in june uh with our flagship asset the empirical project which was uh which is um copper uh gold copper porphyry in uh, southern British Columbia, just uh, just outside of Lillooet, and that was uh, really our, our our prime focus uh, as we came into listing. Um, acquired a couple other BC projects, built a really tight structure uh, around this uh, this project. But uh, you know, project generation and exploration is kind of at the core of our our team. So we always keep our eyes open for new opportunities and assets. And after reviewing and going through a number of things, uh, the recent acquisition of the Destiny project in the Abitibi, uh, Quebec, uh, was something that we just had to take as an opportunity uh, recognize the value for it. So we've recently done a transformational acquisition and pivoted marking our kind of first footstep outside of British Columbia for exploration. And yeah, we're jumping right into the the heart of mining in Canada and the Abitibi. So. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about these projects and kind of what what you're wanting to do with them on exploration front here the rest of the year and into 2021. Uh, but I think it'd be worthwhile for people who maybe are unfamiliar with you. And I've actually quoted you a couple times oh, uh, here on the podcast <laughs> uh, saying you're you're one of the hardest working men I know in this industry uh, because I have known you for a couple of years. So I've seen what you've been able to do. Uh, you run uh, Longford Exploration as well. Uh, that's been a company you've created and formed and have done really well with over the last few years. But you really our boots on the ground, early exploration, prospecting. How does that work really lend towards pushing towards running an actual publicly traded exploration company? And did some of that work that you did for Longford transition into Clarity? For sure. That's a, that's actually a really good question. And people ask how, how everything else that we're, you know, that I've had my hands on or I've been working in complements or works with Clarity. And, and it's important to, to, to recognize that Longford Exploration or our services arm, which does, like you said, specialize in that data management, processing data and grassroots exploration. How does that complement something when we're building Clarity or looking at projects or evaluating things? 
um, you know, having that experience with being able to process and interpret data very quickly, having um, access to a good geologic team of uh, specialists, either down to claims management and permitting, it's, uh, it's certainly an advantage um, when you understand how those work and you don't have to necessarily outsource it all the way. It's outsourced, but it's, it's close, right? So we've got that, uh, we've got that kind of direct line right into the exploration team. Um, our roots for Longford are really in that early stage project, but we have and continue to work on more advanced and the pre-fees feasibility stage projects as well now. So uh, it's, it's certainly a powerful asset for Clarity to have access to and be able to work alongside uh, uh, such a nimble little exploration company as well. You've done some bushwhacking all over the world, right? Yukon to Vancouver Island, all the way into Africa. So, For sure, uh, your your passport is uh, quite thick. <laughs> Not right now. COVID, <laughs> COVID really put that to a, That's <laughs> to a curb. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh, but you know, it seems like you, with clarity and with these recent acquisitions, getting clarity off the ground. I mean, you you recognize the value in Canada and working in Canada. So you're, you're staying yeah. home and putting your foundation here. It's a big, it's a big consideration, especially during uh, times of uncertainty, like right now, uh, during a global pandemic, traveling is just hard. Uh, it is hard to operate. It's hard to work uh, internationally for a Canadian based company. Um, it's hard to even be able to travel and do due diligence right now on assets. You can do it and it can be done and it can be done successfully and well. Uh, but when we look at the endowment of mineral that we have in Canada, uh, and if you can find the right opportunity and the right exploration story that you can add some value to domestically, I think that's really been what Clarity has been all about from the beginning, keeping it in North America, keeping it domestic here in Canada. Your, the business motto of Clarity is interesting. You, you call it the art of discovery. Break this down for us. Why? Why you, you're putting art in your, uh, you know, in your delivery? Nothing's nothing's linear. Geology isn't exact. Nothing is exact. Uh, and you know, the art the art of discovery is is about the subtleties and nuances that it takes to actually work with all of this historic information that we have. You have to remember. So one of the most interesting things that I did as we were working on pulling together some of the materials for the destiny project was looking at a drill hole database across all the abitibi for example um and one of the biggest questions and we'll jump into more about this project but one of the biggest questions is why is the break or the structural corridor that the destiny project on why are there not as many major or big or advanced projects along that break compared to the others so one of the methods or ways that i sought to understand that question, not even to answer it, but just to understand what it meant, was by taking 184,000 drill holes across all of Ontario and Quebec that are within the generally broad defined Abitibi, pulling them together and taking a look at casing depths, mapping out that overburden uh, and seeing, oh, you know what, when you're down in Rouen, Miranda, Valdor and Kirkland Lake, there's not that much overburden. There's not that much till. So, you know, if there is a mineralized body, it's nearer to surface. It's easier to find. And you can see that and map out all these trends. And I think that's where the art form comes in is how do you think a little bit differently about the way we look at a whole subset of um, Canadian geology and 
how do you interpret why or how to best explore there. So it's more than just get out and drill. It's about wh why and how can you add that value, right? So you, you pick up this Destiny project. Uh, there's been a large amount of work that's been done to it previously. I mean, over 50,000 meters of diamond drilling has been done. It has a 43101 resource on it from 2011, which includes 360,000 ounces. Uh, in the indicated category, 247,000 ounces. In the inferred resource category, uh, you know, what were some of the challenges, what are some of the challenges that you were going to be faced with this project, knowing what you know? I mean, there's, it's almost like it's, it's handed to you here. It, it kind of, it kind of is. So I think there's an important thing to understand about the way that the project. So we, we had an opportunity to negotiate and acquire this project from a company who it became non-core for. Uh, they had seen it through to that 2011 published, uh, the 43101 resource published in 2011, which you just described. Now, 2011 is important to remember that most companies are looking for ounces at surface. So think open pit resources, large bulk down edge. Everybody wanted ounces at surface. Now, my impression and what I understand of the Abitibi is there are a lot of ounces at surface, but there's also a lot of underground or higher grade mines um, and operations all through all of the breaks uh, or the main structural corridors where gold mineralization is. So. I think it's important to understand that it's not necessarily a challenge. Uh, I really like um, I really like having the opportunity to underpin the value in this proj project and evaluate whatever is going to be the best course of action. But having optionality for open pit and for underground is great. And this project represents that to me. There is at surface ounces. Uh, at a gram for, you know, open pit potential. We're looking at what a 40 kilometer trucking distance to the nearest sort of processing plant, something along those lines. We're only, you know, uh, less than a hundred kilometers away from, from Valdor as well by road. Um, but looking at the intercepts and once we started to peel back the onion and get into the actual data, we can see a number of high grade intercepts within what they define as a, a, a sort of an open pit style resource. So, you know, optionality, um, but being able to look at how do we uh, how do we think about it a little bit differently is pretty important. So, mm. well, it obviously comes at a cost, right? Nothing's for free. So let's talk about how you're going to acquire, get a full interest into this agreement uh it comes at a basically a price tag of eight and a half million dollars uh, broken up between three million dollars in cash in total over three years and then um your share issuance of uh five and a half million dollars uh in the value of five and a half million dollars uh how do you go about um making sure that you you know all things assuming go correctly for clarity going out uh paying uh, for this acquisition. Uh, and, you know, talk about you are just a brand new company. What, you know, is it this a risky acquisition for you straight out of the gate? Uh, I don't know that it's so risky. We structured the deal in such a way that it is sort of a stage wise earnings. So that's, you're right, three million cash, five and a half in stock over three years, I think would be a, a sale price for an asset that's got you know, uh, the, the ounces that it does have with the uh, uh, data that it has 50,000 meters of drilling. Remember that it's, it's a lot of drilling. It's a lot of geophysics that's been done. And it 
really needs that fresh look and pulling everything together. Uh, the main project or the deposit area itself is open on strike and depth. So when we look at valuing a project like this, I don't think that it's, I think it's actually a very good price overall to be paid for it. But the way that we structured it, um, we have a lot of optionality. Um, a lot of it is stock heavy. It's five and a half in stock and it's based on a five day VWAP average price. And we, as a clarity of the option to accelerate um, uh, any port of the agreement uh, at our discretion as we move through this. So uh, really the next steps for us are gonna be to dig in farther, uh, get this thing drill permitted, get ready to do some infill drilling um, and explore some of the strike and depth extension, uh, roll up the all the historic work and uh, build up a better uh, Quebec management team to actually take this project forward. While we're doing all of that, uh, we have 60 days to make our first payment on the project. So we've kind of structured it all. So we've got a lot of flexibility and uh, a lot of opportunity to uh, make sure that we're realizing the value um, that we we are expecting. Yeah. So the first payment in 60 within 60 days is about just less than half a million dollars. Correct. Uh, on the on the back on the back of this, James, just uh, real quick, get your uh, get your comments here. You have did announce a private placement. You're going to raise about three million dollars, give or take. Um, uh, uh, price of 96 cents per unit. Um, uh, you're going to raise about uh, 10, 10 million units for the company. I believe there is a a warrant or half a warrant at a bucket buck 25 there. Um, is this part of the, is this part of the, this was part of the deal to get things really moving, huh? Yeah, correct. So I'll just clarify that a little bit. So we're at, yeah, we're looking at, uh, well, we have announced the financing along with this acquisition, 96 cents. Uh, it's a half warrant for a year at a dollar 25. Um, our goal is to grab about three, $3 million here right now. Uh, we'll see how the reception is. We do have the option to increase that, uh, as, as we see fit. Um, uh, I think it's important to uh, capitalize this company to be able to take this asset through, especially uh, into the next phases of uh, doing the infill drilling and really taking this, uh, taking this for a walk down uh, how all the high grade strings together, right, within the larger open pit resource. Are you participating in this private placement yourself? Yeah, I'll be participating in the private placement, yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it is something to be seen. I mean, you, you did mention you, you came onto the market in July. Uh, you, your share price went from, I don't know, 35 cents, give or take, and is now up to a buck 26. Uh, just some of those incredible moves uh, that we saw during the real, <laughs> the boom cycle we had this summer in the junior mining space. However, what's different between Clarity compared to a lot of other companies that came to the market at the same time is, you haven't necessarily seen the big amount of selling and tax loss selling that a lot of other companies are stricken with lately. What do you attribute that to? Yeah, I think it's because of the tight structure in our strong shareholder base. Uh, having the opportunity to build a company from scratch. I mean, this, you got to remember, this is a clean IPO. Uh, in June, we IPO'd at 17 and a half cents. Um, and it's been really organic growth since then. Um, but I think people are very, our shareholders are excited about what, uh, what, what we can do, what, what we, 
what we can bring for value out of something like the Destiny project. So you'll see a pretty big volume increase in the last couple of days since we've announced this uh, this transaction. So there is some profit taking here right now, um, but we haven't really given anybody, um, you know, uh, a tax loss opportunity on this. I mean, it, it really has been um, uh, a very strong technical chart if you take a look at it. So. Who are your shareholders that are keeping this very tightly held? A lot of a lot of close uh, a lot of close uh, friends um, and uh, folks here out of Vancouver uh, that are able to uh, kind of pull pull things together. We positioned uh, and worked with a number of people that are you know have an expectation if they're involved in an earlier earlier round that they're going to be involved in a later round. So we built a shareholder base that's designed for the long term uh, on this company, not just for a quick uh, a quick flip, right? James, appreciate your time. Uh, That introduction, we'll be sure to have you on again as uh, we see some more news out of Clarity Gold and and some more exploration work. And uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. That's James Rogers, President and CEO of Clarity Gold. Again, Clarity trades on the CSE with the symbol CLAR and also on the OTC market here in the United States with CLGCF.